1: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast. Yeah, technical difficulties. It did not work. So, hopefully it's working now. I am one of your hosts, San Pietro. Welcome to the program. We will fix most of this in post. Um, I am joined, hopefully, by uh, my two co-hosts. One of them, coasts, Co-hosts. One of them is the Bishop Pop Culture PJ, and the other one is the aforementioned Cal. I'm ready to unload with Cal and Sam Pete. This is episode number 276. This is live, obviously, on June 28th, 2018. We have a lot to talk about in New York sports. Just to give you a little background on the show, we have been doing it uh, uh, mostly all for the last few years, for nine years. 2009, we started this before everybody had a podcast. My seven-year-old has one. It's fantastic. It's about the lunch, the lunch service at Newtown Elementary School, lunch beat. At NES. It's really good. Anyway, uh, before everybody had a podcast, we had a podcast. And we used to uh, weekly for about five years talk about New York sports. No big deal. And other things, pop culture, other things. Uh, We haven't done it in a while, but we're trying to get back into it. And uh, we used to have blabbers on and uh, beat reporters and all sorts of people on and guests. And then, of course, at the end of the show, we would do what was called a fun load, which wasn't related to sports, it was just about pop culture. With PJ, and that usually uh, devolved into us talking about food. Um, so, anyway, we're back tonight because there's a ton in New York sports to talk about. Two old buddies, Cal and I, have known each other low these 35 years, 36 years. And uh, the idea is just uh, two guys hanging out that are buddies um, as if they were talking about sports in a bar. No big deal, no douchebaggery, no know it allness, as is uh, often the case in sports talk radio these days and also now on sports talk podcasts. Um, So anyway, without further ado. Are you there?
1: Oh, so close. <laughs> that music was so loud, I want to die. <laughs> was it Was it unbelievably loud? I want to die. Blood you can't die. You're not Cal. Pouring down my head. Hey, listen.
0: I can't tell because I'm on my phone now uh, through a Bluetooth headset. Don't touch so, the buttons. Good button. job, everybody. Don't touch the buttons. This is... Listen, I'm giving you... This. That's
1: your hard 15? No. Hard 15!
0: Sounds yep, like my dad. I'm giving you a hard 15. <laughs> hey,
1: look who it is. <laughs> the Bishop. Where? Is Is your microphone button. Right, spared no expense
0: Spared no expense
1: Spared um, no expense <laughs> some, yes, Someone I pointed out to me Someone pointed out to me the other day He says spared no expense And then they hired one guy To write 10 million lines of code
0: No <laughs> <laughs> was, that whole
1: was Spared some expenses
0: <laughs> I feel like
1: Spared a lot of expense <laughs> on the tech you cut kind of a few corners, I, don't I feel like. Locking mechanisms on the doors. Spare it, no expense.
0: <laughs> That's funny you say that because it was just a, uh, a Rewatchables, which is the, the really great Simmons podcast, um, you know, on the Ringer, which is, by the way, we did in the fun load probably about 15 times. Um, they, they, I mean, it's, it's one of those um, public domain kind of things. It was like a great idea that somebody was eventually going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, where they basically Natural. just get you know get so naturally a we bunch get of it people first yes they get a bunch of people together who love a movie and they just talk about its rewatchability and
1: sure
0: do it like with all sorts of categories and stuff like that like you know half-assed internet research and you know who if they cast it this way kind of thing it's it's really fun and they just did one for the rewatch for Jurassic Park and yeah, it was fantastic and they said like spared no expense is like the best line. But <laughs> you as you a- accurately point out, they spared a few expenses.
1: Spared all the expenses.
0: They, had one, they one guy you had one job, Phil.
1: The fattest guy, guy not- you've ever seen can sneak over to the top secret incubator. <laughs>
0: Right. He's got no problem. He drives right over. It's Newman, for God's sake. He's in a mail truck. He drives he's right more, over there.
1: Seriously. He's more conspicuous than Obi Wan shutting down the tractor beam. He's, no one sees it. There's no cameras. I don't think boys can help. There's no alarms.
0: Right. Just an old man in a planet, <laughs> in, a, in a moon, in the most sensitive area of said moon. Of the space station, just by himself, and right. there's two guards, and he throws a pebble and gets
1: away with it. Right, his only he danger a, is he, two, th- two really distractable guards. Right, he he throws a force pebble
0: and gets out of it. Hey, did you guys see, hear about that? Did you see that new T, what is it? T T twenty one or something like that? I should know that. I have a Star Wars tattoo.
1: How are you, PJ? You should know that I'm so hired you're very fatigued i did did not want to skip the show but right this this is probably my appearance you're experiencing it now
0: yeah you're vamping for you're vamping for Cal while he figures out how the hell to get called into the show
1: caligories we
0: could call it caligories that's that's weird he says he can hear me or he can't hear me
1: but you can hear me right peach I can hear you. The show is happening, baby.
0: The show is happening. PJ like the loudest
1: you. music you've ever heard.
0: Listen, the music was a little loud. Lay off.
1: You it went to see so Hamilton
0: th- last night. Are you in a Are you in a post-Hamilton uh, haze?
1: I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take a unique position. That was my son sneezing in the background. I'm going to go out on a limb. Nice.
0: Is that your unique position?
1: And I'm going to say um, it
0: doesn't seem that gussy.
1: <laughs> this Hamilton is a good show.
0: You you think so? The Careful out there on that lip.
1: <laughs> yeah. I could I not believe how well done it was. Yeah,
0: it 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 really is just an unbelievably listen to us so topical, but it it it, it really is an unbelievably. Complete show, like this.
1: Boy, this Tony winner from two years so ago going
0: <laughs> really has
1: the right. stuff. I
0: bought tickets nine no, months no, ago. It, Come on,
1: it, give me a break.
0: And not only that, it's not an easy show to get to see. <laughs> like we started listening to the soundtrack in like February of sixteen, <laughs> you know, or, or uh, February 17 or whatever. It's not an easy show to get to see. It's not. Um, it, no. it, it is fantastic it's 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 not like the the greatest choreography of all time or anything like that it's just such a complete show and uh i th- i th- i thought it was uh, i thought it was unbelievable i i went for my birthday i was surprised i was in the fifth row orchestra
1: and, and see uh, i don't smoke. think i how to phrase this correctly i don't think that Hamilton has the greatest score or compelling music right. Um right. That's not to say it's not an awesome soundtrack because it it really is. Um right. But that's that's lyrics and the force of will of the performers. Um but like I in terms that, of like yeah. great great yeah. melodies and and you know pieces of music that move you and it's right. got one or two. It's got one or two. I think it's got no, I mean, It's got stuff. more than that. It's, it's 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 got stuff that punches I, I think, you in the face. I think but... It's quiet
0: uptown is you know I, I, I just I, I, I get what you're saying. I totally agree. I think the score is pretty incredible though because of because of its uniqueness. My thing is that it's, it's, it's that guy. You know what I mean? It's 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 Manuel Miranda. It's I don't know, it's it's that guy. Just unique to that show. The performances were, were unbelievable. The guy playing Hamilton when I saw it was fantastic. He was unreal. Yeah.
1: No, uh, I uh, I didn't think there that, was that a guy... weak performance at all anywhere yeah, anywhere in the cast. I didn't
0: love. One. I did not love Washington mm-hmm. as much as I. Yeah, he was fine. He was just fine for me. Same guy, by the way. We saw the same guy. Okay. And he was fine. He wasn't, I just, I need more out of that. I, I don't know. I needed more out of it. I just needed more. Very, very different Burr. We saw the same Burr. Very different Burr. This is, by the way, this is great for people tuning in for New York Sports Talk, by the way. I'm they're, getting, they're getting theater,
1: theater half hour <laughs> with, uh, with uh, two chunks. Two chunks. It's PJ. What do you want? I don't. I don't do anything else. What else do I do? I don't know.
0: It's I, I vacuum my
1: are. pool. I like to get the daily news. You
0: vacuumed your pool today.
1: I sent a tweet today. It was retweeted six times. I feel like a superstar.
0: Wow! I didn't, and I didn't even read. I'm not even one of them.
1: Oh. Usually, yeah, I'm good on for the, one retweet for you. Get, get on the bandwagon.
0: Uh, well, congratulations on the tweet. That's great. That's really that's really good news. Um, listen, <laughs> two old guys drinking go.
1: coffee. Hey, congratulations right. on that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. Sound like two ridiculous
0: old men drinking coffee. Hey, congrats on the tweet. That's a great job <laughs> by you. Congratulations. Congrats on the tweet. Um, before we let you go, though, I know you're exhausted. Let's just see if Mr. Brian Calneva Calpino Caliente is here. Is he here? Try that, nothing, seems to, nothing seems to be working. That's very bizarre. Because now he's called in regular like on a phone. Right.
1: And,
0: and that's not working either. Oh,
1: all regular like?
0: Yeah, all regular like over here. I don't know why that's not working. Very, very frustrating. Welcome to Block Talk Radio. Are you?
1: Are you excited to see John Travolta as Gotti? Now that uh, you've no. done your Travolta, you're not. Is that? How about this? Are, that, I, was, are did you I ruin, Did
0: I crush the improv? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely not.
1: Really? I'd like no. to see him try. How about
0: now? Yeah. How that work? Yeah. All right. Sounds like you're in a tunnel. This is
1: an appropriate volume.
0: You really going to complain about how it sounds? (laughs) I'm not. That was the appropriate. Well, that's why you're the producer, Peach. So maybe produce a little bit. Mr. Brian Calniva Calpino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. I'm in this tunnel and I'm just calling into the show. Glad we can get you on. First-time uh, caller, long-time holder. What's on your mind? Not much. Uh, man, how about the? How about this uh, This Hamilton? You guys talking about Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, Daryl Hamilton, yes.
1: It's an up-and-comer.
0: Yeah. He's Very underrated. underrated uh, he's an underrated New York Met, Daryl Hamilton. Yeah, he's dead also. What? Yeah, Daryl Hamilton is dead. You didn't know that? Daryl, when did he? Well, clearly not. Oh. What do you mean Daryl Hamilton's dead? He, why am I the last one to him. find out about these things? Like a year or two yeah, ago. He did, he in 2000, yeah, he died. 2015. Three years what dead. did he die of? He, I don't know. He was on the MLB Network. And then and he passed away suddenly. I'll say he was 40, mm-hmm. he was 51. Right. Or he was, he was 50. 50 years old. What'd you do? No. Oh, boy. It was sad. Oh, time. Cal, it, it was not good. At 4.45 p.m. on June 21st, June 21st, 2015, Hamilton and girlfriend Monica Jordan were found dead in Texas. Oh, that's Not good.
1: right.
0: That's yeah. Right. Boy, we really brought the show to a screeching halt. How are you, buddy? Good, good, good. Uh, what? How do I sound? In a tunnel? Pretty bad? No, now you sound good. We're going to have to. Let's just make the – I mean, I'm on a phone, too. All right. I'm on, my, I'm on my cell phone, too, because nothing work is working with Blog Talk Radio to actually uh, dial into the show. So, good job, everybody. It's great. I'm, I'm glad I've been paying for it all these months. I know. I know. You, you have continued to invest in uh, the technology. and um, This is, this know, is quite a return on investment. <laughs> the RO, ROI on this, not high, I feel like. no. It's a it's a net negative. Let's <laughs> like Daniel Murphy. Let's just uh, let's just make the best of it. We, we we need to bring the bishop back so we can say goodbye because he's going to bed. Are you going Are you to bed? you still awake. Hi guys. I don't know. Hey bishop. <laughs> Anything. Hey, mamma mia, me mare tare. Any uh, any had, pop culture you want to drop drop on us before you leave? I had
1: tapas last night. That was delicious. Ooh,
0: that was, of course, it's related to food. Uh,
1: you, I've been ri- I've can- been writing. You guys haven't spoken to me in six months. I've been writing. Okay. Uh, and that's been fruitful and frustrating.
0: This feels this feels a lot like having you back on a late night talk show after you know, after a while and you like haven't, do you have anything to promote? Like you have something coming up?
1: Uh, I'm going on tour, going on a tour of colleges with my daughter. (laughs) That's coughing in the background.
0: Not quite, not quite the college tour that we usually think of. When, when we're a guest on the couch of a late night talk show, but that's cool.
1: I think those, those days might be behind me.
0: Yeah, probably. Oh, let's, let's mute, mute up. up. Let's mute it up. Mute it up. There you go. I'm uh, sorry. It. We were FaceTiming, Peach, because we have to see each other's faces in order to do the show. We have to.
1: It's actually, it's in order to live. You're very handsome, also.
0: <laughs> I am not. Uh, you should see Cal. He's lost 35 pounds.
1: Are you fit and trim?
0: That's... That's not a bit I'm getting there. We'd lost thirty five pounds.
1: <laughs> um, I went the other way. I gave <laughs> up. Uh, I gave up meat. I think some of you know this, and some of you don't. And uh, found carbs. So um, I'm adjusting. Big adjustment.
0: But you gave you gave up meat voluntarily, or yeah? Are you trying something?
1: I'm uh, trying to give up meat. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Okay. All right. D- You've one... you replaced
0: the meat with carbs. Yeah.
1: Didn't mean Seems, like, to. a terrible
0: would... plan. Yes,
1: it is. <laughs> a, little, a little too much well, of the bread and think... the cereal.
0: Yeah, mm. and the bread and the oil. By the way, so speaking of bread and oil, while I have you guys here. I talked to our good buddy, Dan Antonello, back from his honeymoon in uh, Italy.
1: Congratulations, Dan.
0: And, man. Uh, yeah, great, great trip. Um, he and his uh, wife, uh, Shea. Uh, wonderful trip because she's an unbelievable planner. She's great. She, like, Dan teases her all the time that she was born in the wrong era, and she should have been a travel agent in, like, 1982 with, like, a really smart, short haircut, you know, that's probably frosted tips kind of deal. Um, we were thinking Anne <laughs> Jillian and Mr. Mom, that kind of look.
1: And, like Marky um, Post? Like Marky Post, like, there it is. She like, can you? really work the binder, in other words. She, she really makes that That's binder right. work for her.
0: But she should have been a travel agent because she's, she's amazing at putting these trips together. So they were all over mm-hmm. Italy. Here's one of the big takeaways. I asked Dan in our conversation for five big takeaways. Here's one of the big takeaways. The The, the bread thing is very specific regionally right so like they're very rigid with how they make their food and certain foods in certain regions and so like this type of bread in this region like just like doesn't have salt say like they make it a certain way they've been making it a certain way for 3000 years Right. you don't put the salt what do you want you know nebalitan bread like you, you, you would mess up everything Right, sure. If you were to put the salt in the bread in this one town. And nobody, no matter where you go, dips the bread in oil. That's an entirely American thing. And, like, they lose their minds if you do that. They're like, what? What what, is going on? What do you think you're doing with the bread? Except they say it was, like, broken English, like Italian. You You know, they do that. Yeah, no bread and oil,
1: guys. No bread and oil.
0: Wow. Yep, entirely American.
1: I guess I'm not going to Italy then. That's right. They kick you out. I don't need that snooty opinion.
0: They, They do look at you like, what is wrong with you? Dan said, like, they really look askance. But in Italian, <laughs> so they look
1: askance. I'm hyper-aware of that kind of stuff. Like, I would probably wait. And I'm very hyper-aware if I was in that environment, if I was in a foreign country, I'd, I'd watch other people eat first before I tried anything right. besides maybe taking a sip of water.
0: Right. I, That's I, smart. I yeah, Dan in. is... Dan is, uh, is is like that, but he, he really thought he was going to get tackled. <laughs> so uh, we got to get into the sports, Bishop. There's a lot to talk about, but I want to know if you have anything pop culture to drop on us other than seeing Hamilton.
1: I gave up meat.
0: And you <laughs> gave up meat, yes. That is not pop-culture reference, though. No.
1: The incredible sequel was very good.
0: You saw that Ooh, Of course That's not what I heard
1: You heard I didn't see it It's a lie I did
0: Correct I heard that you hadn't seen it Cal did you see it No but I heard as PJ that it's great Okay Maybe I heard wrong Maybe my people weren't right Maybe Wesley talked about it on his podcast Who did you hear it from Right. I heard it from a bunch of a bunch of first graders. They were not pleased. Did you
1: hear from a bunch <laughs> of haters?
0: I did. I heard it. I heard it from a bunch of. I heard it from Bill
1: Hader. Did you hear from a bunch of people we hanging who had no the whole respect family. for the collective oh, right, hate about of 500 people trying to make a movie? Josh,
0: Bill, Ralph. Right. We heard oh. it from. We heard it from the. I heard it from the haters. I saw. I finally saw Black Panther, guys, speaking of right on top of pop culture. It's pretty good. Last weekend, uh, Teresa uh, was away. Was it last week? Weekend before, Teresa was away. And so I movied up for like three nights in a row. I watched Black Panther. I watched Hail Caesar, uh, which was great. And then I finally watched yeah. Hail Caesar, the Coen brothers. No, yeah, no. You liked it? I did. I right. did. I liked Josh
1: Brolin. That was funny. a dangerous leading question. See, Cal just did that. Cal would be putting me in a corner Yeah. for that. What, you liked it? Then you don't know how to answer that. You're like, wait, is he trying to make me say I didn't like it?
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Am I trying to, it's am, interesting am because I, that you liked it.
1: Am I trying to agree no, with Cal, or am I trying to be my own man? And then I remember I didn't even see it. Steve <laughs> answered Good job.
0: <laughs> thank goodness. Good uh, job. I did. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I thought Black Panther was great. I don't. Um, I don't watch the Marvel movies, so it was like a nice drop-in movie for me. Me either. Like I, I had to be forced to fed watch any of the other movies. ones. And yeah, I, I didn't have to watch any. of the, There were no allusions to anything else, or uh, it was it was a nice little standalone movie. That was good. Okay,
1: Be- before I go and before you do sports, do either of you do The West World?
0: No, um, dying oh, thank to people. Come I know. On. No, it's not for lack. It's not for lack of want. I, uh, Teresa and I were going to uh, get into it. I, I started, like, episode one, and Teresa was like, no, 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 no. That's exactly how she said it, too. That's, like, a perfect impression of her. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: she's definitely she's one of those shows where you can't British. look away. You can't do Westworld while you're, like, doing other things, making coffee. Yeah. Catching up on your day. You making need to coffee? Really...
0: Wait, 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 wait. Go back. Making coffee? How is that distracting? It takes
1: it's you, the in, you, you got to get the water have in, to and you get up and do it. I'm saying, don't are leave. Are you picking the, the
0: beans, Juan Valdez?
1: What if you're making the a TV French press? I make you're pour going over French now. Press, maybe. Oh, you, I make I, pour right. over. Oh, that's right. You
0: make pour over. Oh my God, you're the most pretentious <laughs> coffee drinker in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in New Jersey. Like if you were like in the south of France. Along the sand, just like yeah, I do pour over now. I'd be like, yeah, that, that tracks. You're in freehold, New Jersey, and you like it, that? The, the coffee is treated. It's treated as if you're uh, uh, somewhere in Venice on a boat.
1: So you like on that? On a gondola. You, so you like coffee like then? That. What you like I,
0: that? I like coffee. I like coffee. <laughs> no, you're you're too big with it. It's too much. Get of coffee, coffee
1: in that house. Keurig. Cora, pu- Keurig is terrible. Pour yeah, over coffee I... is so superior. Also, I double filter. I... It. Oh my god. Paper Do filter. You look down and on
0: those filter. of us that use the Keurig.
1: No, I'm just heavily promoting this other thing which tastes better. That's all. Okay.
0: How long does that take? to pour over.
1: You boil water. You pour it. It takes well, you got no. Church. It takes no more time than a French press or a Mister Coffee. What do you pour? What
0: are you pouring it over?
1: You pour it over the grinds.
0: So the grinds are over the cup, double filtered.
1: Double filtered gravity system just pulls the water straight into the carafe.
0: And you're making a pot of this. You're not doing it by the cup.
1: Either? Depends on who's awake.
0: Oh, wow. Well. I don't even know what goes as, on. Oh. As always, eight years later, I still have no idea what goes on in that house in Freehold. <laughs> the
1: point is, the point is, don't walk away from Westworld to do other things, be it coffee or laundry. Be it or
0: your, your fancy pour over coffee.
1: You know, when somebody I'm says, "Don't, you know, don't, don't pause it, I'll be right back. You can't do that. Right. That's a mistake. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. That There's really be.
0: nothing that you could do, don't pause it, I'll be right back, other than like, I don't know, Shark Tank. I feel like well, Shark Tank is the only thing in our house that is, don't pause it, about, I'll be right back.
1: How about a show you really don't care about, but you're watching it because you, your, your spouse is watching it and you like your spouse, so you don't want to be too we much of a We don't have mature. any of those. But you're like, I'm totally disconnected to the show, so don't pause it. I'll be right back. I'm just going to build a model airplane with my son.
0: Like Pump Rules?
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's the show.
1: You like that? Yeah?
0: That's the one you're talking about, Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Put that on the Hummer list of cows saying, no, 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 don't pause it. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to go do it.
1: I'm what is it? Bam, bam, bamble, Bamble Pump. What?
0: Uh, Vanderpump Rules. Bamble Pump. Rules. Yeah, that's it. It's Bamble Van- Pump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Vander <laughs> pump. Okay. Vanderpump. Okay.
0: Van- Van- Vander
1: Pump Rules.
0: It's a and reality show on Bravo. What do they do? <laughs> wait, wait.
1: What do they what do? What, what do the millennials? What do the millennials do, PJ? That's what they do.
0: Hold on, chill, go back. What channel is it on? What is it on Bravo or is it on Bravo? <laughs> Bravo, <laughs> on the Bravo. <laughs> That's how Andy Cohen says it, right? I, he might. <laughs> I would, I would know. He might. The Bravo. Max, I'm over on here. Bravo. Bravo. Spend the summer over here at this house. You'll know every show like, on Bravo.
1: Is that like a Christly knows best type show? I, don't, I still don't understand what they do.
0: God, she's like a designer. Yeah, what's up with that show? Which one? Chrisley knows best. What's that show all about? I don't know. Uh, For the longest time, <laughs> I thought it was a parody, but it turns out it's not.
1: It's real, yeah. It it's seems to be about <laughs> an inseparable father.
0: <laughs> I, and not that it matters, but, well, no, I won't do it. It's just I've, I've seen – the only thing I watch on Bravo, which is what it's called in my house.
1: <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> We're in New Hope. You're talking about yeah, Bravo? It,
0: well, if I lived in Bravo <laughs> – In Pennsylvania, we say bravo. Yeah, That's oh, well, weird. You, that you don't put salt in your I'm bread. <laughs> bread. I'm near Dutch country. It's fine. Don't worry it. And you don't pour don't over your coffee name. either. No, don't. No, we're, we're certainly we ain't nobody got time to pour over coffee. No one's got time for it.
1: The, the I got a America. coffee
0: maker. I don't, I don't use a carafe. I got a coffee maker. I make a pot of coffee in the morning, like John Wayne, a pot of John Wayne American coffee. That's what I do. 12 cups. It gets drunk throughout the day.
1: You make it over All right. a campfire? that's or... it. That's,
0: that's right. It's a metal pot. I build a fire in in my kitchen every morning. Now, Wesley builds it now. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do it anymore. Son, did you start the fire? Yes, then. Um. Uh, no, we don't watch Westworld. We're, we are hoping to this summer because they just finished season two, right? So we, we should be able to do that.
1: They did. And it's one of those shows where, as you're watching it, you start thinking of the other people who would love it. And your name came right. up, as, is, as did uh, in- um, Scotty's.
0: Yeah, you, I made the list.
1: That's,
0: that's nice. You're in the show? I am in the show.
1: You're not I'm not in now. Out.
0: I'm not in that one. <laughs> I would have told you had I booked a gig on Westworld. That would have
1: came out Loose, at some point. Loosely inspired by the film with uh, Yul Brynner, if you'll remember.
0: Yes. I did not know that until I heard that talked about on other podcasts. Yeah. I did not know that film. I don't know the work of Yul Brynner outside of The King
1: and I. Right. Well, it, that's all I know. It, did he, it, it's, did he it's, do it anything <laughs> else? Yes, he did. That's it, Michael Crichton's first swipe at the, at a Jurassic Park idea. It's about a you know theme park that goes out of oh, okay. control.
0: Right. No, well, no spoilers,
1: please. Like I said, loosely inspired. They took right the Westworld idea of there's a. You know, a cowboy the theme, theme, the theme park, park. and right. it's AI and 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 robots interacting with people. Dot, Alan dot, Iverson's dot. in it. Start the show. <laughs> <laughs> dot
0: dot dot, and you got a show.
1: I'll All right, it out. pumps. I gotta go. Okay. I want you Jordan, guys to we, have you, a wonderful so show. We have vamped for forty five minutes. Doctor E Ray is listening. And he is pissed. He has put a sports fatwa on us. He has put a sports fatwa on us. is right.
0: Uh, Okay, pal. Get some sleep. Next week, uh, you'll be fresh as a daisy, ready to go.
1: And I'll send you flowers.
0: Yeah. Sweet dreams, Peach.
1: I love you madly.
0: (laughs) Night, bud. All right. That was the Bishop. And now, uh, 42 minutes into the proceedings, 42 everybody, minutes? Everybody that's been waiting, you know, six months for us to come back and do a show, <laughs> this is exactly what they were looking for. What's 42 minutes? Really, right? So Some technical difficulties, some vamping, no sports whatsoever. What? I mean, not even close. Not even, not we even about a, a Broadway musical, an HBO series. <laughs> Coffee. Bred in Italy like not even close it's not like we were right around sports we made a couple of sports no. references
1: very little I brought up John we discussed Petersen, how it.
0: right we discussed how Daryl Hamilton is the victim of a murder <laughs> suicide good job how everybody he was
1: murdered right
0: yeah great great yeah. job uh, that's been the only sports thus <laughs> far is a name drop of Josh Hader, an obscure lefty reliever for the Milwaukee Brewers. I said Alan I in there Alright. You did. Let's get so to the right. Yeah, I said we're good. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's a wrap. Alright, let's get to the sports, dude. The segue music is on. We have segwayed. Hi, Cal. Hi, Steve. So, uh, here we are. I have the New York Mets in the A block and the New York Islanders in the B block, but I want to flip it. I want to flip it, because the Mets are I a deeper like dive. To. We have about probably about an hour left before you and I fall asleep. I feel like it's a deeper dive with the Metropolitans, and right now, there's a crisis at hand. Uh, John Tavares. So, why don't you set the scene for us, Cal? What's happening? You're half well, French Canadian. I am, no, quarter, quarter. That's <laughs> why I say it like that. Um, yeah. So, John Tavares is a, uh, he's scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent in 48 hours? approximately about yeah we're, we're maybe 49 hours and 15 minutes um John Tavares of the Islanders is going to be an unrestricted free agent which means he can sign with any team he damn well chooses to um but before that moment he still has an opportunity to come back to the Islanders for an extra year so the rule is you can re-sign with your current team for a maximum of eight years, or you can go sign with somebody else for seven years. If you get to that July 1st date, the eight years is off the table, and the Islanders become just like every other team. So John Tavares, who has – this is like two years in the making. We go back about two years. We knew this was coming, and he never never really talked contract negotiations with the Islanders. It was always – Let's play it out and see what happens. And we finally got to this point. The week before July 1st, he gets to talk to other teams, sort of gauge the interest around the league that there might be. So we just completed that this week where he went and spoke with five other teams in addition to the Islanders. And now we're at the point where we're waiting for him to make his decision. Um, Islanders Nation, is that a thing? Can we say that? Sure. I hate hate to use the nation, but uh, the world of Islander fans is holding their breath. I think everybody is holding their breath in one way or another. Either you are desperate for him to stay and will be devastated if he leaves, or you're okay if he leaves, but you really want to know what's going to go on with this team. So everything is sort of bottlenecked right now for these next, you know, 24 to 48 hours waiting to find out what the decision is going to be. So this is... The Islanders' version of the decision. Team set. <clears throat> well done. A um, couple things to add, if I may. Please. One of which is we have been informed that he is going to let the Islanders know his decision tomorrow. So he he has said that the reports out tonight are that it's down to, this is pretty wildly speculated, but it's down to the Islanders and the San Jose Sharks. And he is going to let the Islanders know tomorrow um, what his decision is. Um, The other thing I should add to this is, or I would like to ask you is, uh, Cal, obviously a ton has changed with the New York Islanders since the end of the season. Right. They hired uh, right, Lou yeah. Amarillo, uh, who came in and fired Garth Snow and Doug Waite. Um, uh, ownership for the Islanders, that took over a few years ago. Scott Malkin um, finally emerged from the shadows, where he had been just basically the money man for the first two years of their partial ownership and then the full ownership, and basically came out and got Lou Lamarello himself, called the Maple Leafs. Uh, as soon as it was going to become apparent that Lou Lamarello was going to be available, went and got the best um, executive that you could possibly get uh, that's on the market. Uh, They followed that up, uh, Lou Lamorella, by firing Gar Snow and Doug Waite, two things that you and I both thought would never happen, um, especially the Gar Snow part. Uh, Doug Waite, not as surprising. Um, And then um, he hired the Stanley Cup winning coach, the fifth all-time winningest coach in NHL history, by the way, very quietly, uh, with over 700 wins, I believe. Uh, or is it over 500 wins? No, 700, right? No, over 700. Yeah. Um, Lou, I, I mean, uh, uh, Barry Trotz, away from the Washington Capitals, who didn't want to pay him. So, uh, in, you know, the, the great line was, apparently John Tavares prepared a 77-page 77, uh, 77 booklet in preparation for meeting with these six teams there are probably a shit ton of rewrites on the Islanders chapter. Because before, like a month ago, it probably said, no chance. And then like a week ago, it was like, eh, maybe. I'll hear him out. And then you better get a script doctor. You better bring William Goldman in to rewrite that chapter <laughs> now. Once they brought Barry Trot into the fold and had a great draft by all accounts. That is definitely you part know, of it. The other thing about Barry Trotz, which you can't really underestimate, or and he won the Stanley Cup, and then like a week later, he became the Islanders coach. Yeah, I mean, it was like five days, right? Like, yeah, it seven was seven days. Like, or, I mean, I think it was maybe a full week, but. Like he had just won the Stanley Cup. He just won the Stanley Cup it's with one mad. team, and now he's the Islanders coach. Right, the New York Islanders. That's right. Hard to wrap my head around that. It is. But, and, and the overall thing is they, they had to – we've said for a long, long time uh, when we've been off from this podcast, John Tavares was waiting for a reason from the Islanders. Give me a reason to stay. I want to stay here. Give me a reason. You guys aren't giving me a reason. You gave me, you know, uh, uh, Brad Boyce. On my wing. Like, just give me a reason to stay here. And they did. They gave him two. They gave him, you know, one of the most revered executives in sports. I mean, at least in this area. You ask any New York, uh, uh, you know, Francesca says it all the time. He's one of the best general managers in sports. Forget about just hockey, 75 years old or not. And then you got the Stanley Cup winning coach, who is the fifth winningest coach of all time. Who specializes, by the way, in you know, getting teams to play defense <laughs> and getting teams to buy into a more defensive system, which is exactly what the Islanders need. And then they had a great draft. I think this has gotten lost, Cal. Because everybody expected them to come out of the draft with a, a goalie and they, they have glaring needs for next year. But they had a great draft. They replenished the top of their prospect, like, a lot. He's signing here, if he signs, for eight years. He's not signing here for two weeks. It's not a one-year deal. So I have to ask you, though, because this is important, and then we'll talk about what we feel, like what just we're feeling. Do you think that Lamarillo and Trots are too late? You felt all along that he was going to sign back. And now we made it to, the, to the, uh, the, the courting period, the courtship of Eddie's father. We made it to the courting period that he's allowed. By the way, Cal, there was no chance he was going to bypass this. None. He is a union guy. He is a players rep guy this was really fought for hard by the NHLPA in the collective bargaining agreement that free agents get this time to field offers so they can decide to go free agent or not. There was no chance he was passing this up. He is a total union guy. And he's like a union family. Like, you know, I think the Tavares motto is do the right thing always. Like there was no chance he was passing this up. Even if he's agreed to the Islanders a week ago, he was going to take all these meetings. So this is not a surprise to anyone, shouldn't it? You know, the union would lose its mind if he had signed before this. But do you think they've done enough, right? Do you think they've done enough? Well, yeah, I think so. Because, like you said, I have thought all along he was coming back, even when it was Garth Snow and Doug Wade in charge. I thought all along he was going to come back. So replacing them with Lamarillo and Trots can only help. Right? Right. The other thing that we know about Tavares is that he's fiercely loyal. Right? I think we know that about him. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we, yeah, I think we know that about him. So I think. I think the Islanders, everything about the organization, the fans, the history, just, I think that means a lot to him. And I think before it was Lamarillo and Trotz, I think he would have been extremely torn with his loyalty to the Islanders or getting out and going to a better situation. And I think, and i was always under the impression that ultimately loyalty would win out for him. Maybe at the expense of him ever winning a Stanley cup. That's how I always felt. Now with Lamarillo and Trotz, he doesn't have to choose between loyalty and winning because he could do both. He's got an opportunity to win here. You know, that you're bringing in a hall of fame executive and a future hall of fame coach. You've got a new arena going up in a couple of years. You've got a a whole host of prospects and young players that are on their way. Even if he signs here, they still have money to improve the team now. It's a good situation. This is not... um, Well, if he stays with the Islanders, it's only because he he feels bad and he's loyal to them. It's not bad anymore. The Islanders are right in the mix with any other team that he's met with. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I I don't disagree at all. I I do think, though, that had they not replaced Snow and Wade, I think he was gone. I really think he would have been hard-pressed to stay here with – like, I, I mean, if he gets to the courting period, which he would have, and it's Doug Waite and Garth Snow pitching him in that room, and then Babcock walking in and DeBoer walking I mean, there's no way he gets past this week and stays with the Islanders. There's no way Garth Snow can sit down in a room with him and lay out a plan and have Tavares take it seriously. I think that, you know, Lamarillo laying out a plan – And Trot's saying, here's what we're going to do. He can take a lot more seriously. Plus, the other thing, Brian, that you really spelled out quite well was, it's like he's going to a new team. I mean, the only thing that is the same about the Islanders are a lot of the players. It's an entirely different situation. He's going to a new coach, a new GM. He's getting back to Nassau Coliseum for 20 games next year, and the year after that, they will play every game in Nassau Coliseum. Right? So he gets back to Nassau Coliseum, which is where he wants to play, while Belmont is being built. And then in three years, he gets a new arena that he gets to open as the captain. So it, it is, and uh, you talk to the prospect pipeline. Yeah, there's some good prospects. They put some better prospects. But two of them have already arrived. One of them just won the Rookie of the Year and won the calendar. And he's here. Like, he's on the team. So, you know, and, and another guy just scored 40 goals on his wing and is, and is really good. Like, oh, we got to get Tavares a winger. Yeah, well, one of his wingers scored 40 goals. You know, he had an 87 point season. His left wing had 40 goals. Trouble with that team is not the forwards. You know, so it, it's like he's coming to a new team. All that said, I have a I, let's get down to brass tacks. Lamar, what's the job? Uh, as uh, the famous uh, <laughs> Lily von Stuck once said, um, I I I think he's going to San Jose. I have a very very bad feeling about this Han Solo style. Because I think San Jose provides him with everything that he has on Long Island. In terms of a small market, the lifestyle living in Northern California. Um, a market that's not hockey crazy but has a small devoted fan base. Already leadership in that locker room with Thornton and Burns and uh, Pavelski and Couture. That's a really good young team that has cap room and a, a good goaltender, a good coach in DeBoer. And he gets very far away from the Islanders and Toronto. And so I think if he was going to leave the Islanders, that's where he goes. It's far away. He only has to see the Islanders twice a year. He only has to see the, the Maple Leafs twice a year. He's got an easier path to the Stanley Cup in the West in that division. Way easier than the Metro or the Atlantic. I think if he does leave, he goes to San Jose. And you think he's going to leave? I do. I do. Why? Are you reverse jinxing it? Or do you not want to believe that he's going to stay? I wish I was. If I was reverse jinxing it, though, I'd say Toronto. But I can't even wrap my head Uh, around Toronto. (laughs) No, Toronto's not even an option, I don't think. Well, they're trying to get him on a one-year deal, Cal. And then bridge to eight. Well the the thing about that is that it's sort of it's not I don't know if it's a violation of the cap, but it's definitely playing funny business with the CBA and I cannot Yeah. I cannot for the life of me think that Tavares would be a part of that. It's and such also, a straight arrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also Matthews comes up then the year after that, they're gonna let Matthews go? So basically, they're going to take one shot at a Stanley Cup, and all the pressure is going to be to it. win the Stanley Cup in one year. Yep. And and if it's a one-year contract, they're likely to say, you know what, I'm not going to work out here, and then let him go. Yeah. And then which, he's out. You know, you know. And then he's got to do this all over again. Which you, you know he doesn't want. I, I can't see how he goes there. No, I, I'm not reverse jinxing it. I feel like. He, he is going to take a look at it. He's going to download the information, run it through his processor, and he's going to come up with the idea that San Jose gives him a better chance to win a cup. Period. Like, all the other factors are there. The money will be there. The lifestyle that he likes is there. The relative anonymity of playing in Northern California in a smaller market you know, that he enjoys on Long Island. And he's got a better chance to win a cup. They're just a better team now. Would he be the captain out there? Not if Thornton's on the team, right? Oh, yeah. I don't think he would be. Yeah. And, they're gonna,
1: and by all accounts, they're going to re-sign Thornton.
0: Yeah. He's not going to be the captain anywhere he goes but the Islanders. So what are they, they going to do? Strip Matthews? No. He's not gonna be the captain in Tampa Bay. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be the captain with any of the teams that he met with except the Honorables. Maybe Boston. No, they're gonna well if Char retires. Right? Char's the captain there, right? Or is Yeah. Uh yeah, Char. Char's the captain there. When Char retires, he'll be the captain. I mean he won't be the captain the first year. Yeah, I, I you know, that's just, a whole other. That's a whole other thing because we always talk about him as captain. Is it important for him to be a uh, captain? Is it important to him? Yeah, he's been the captain for uh-huh. what? Eight years or seven years? I think he was. I think it's seven. He became like, he... the captain in his third year. Right. His First year he didn't have anything, and Wait was the captain. Second year, strike was the, the captain. Uh, yeah, right. Wait was the captain his first year. Yes. 09-10. Then Mark Strite was the captain. And he was in the... In 15, 11 and 11-12. So he, he became might the captain, be captain in 12. Since... Yeah, so four years. Yeah, four or five, five seasons. Yeah. But in any case, he's not the captain. I, I just... The whole thing is just making me very, very uncomfortable. Okay, so I feel like he's gone. I do. I'm not reverse jinxing that. I really do. I really think he's going to let the Islanders know tomorrow, hey, thank you, but I'm going to go ahead and go to free agency. And then he signs with, I think he signs with San Jose on, like, Sunday. I don't think he goes to Monday. And it's done this weekend, and he's done. Um, you think he's coming back. I do. I really, I really feel like he's coming. Like I, I told you, I, I have been, I haven't wavered on this at all. I've said he's coming back from the very beginning, and then it looked bad, but I stuck with it, and now it's come back around. And I think, I think the Islanders are. I, I think he will be happiest here. Okay. I don't. I think he would much rather win a Stanley Cup here than win it with San Jose. I don't think... I don't don't think think that's... I I think that's undeniable, Brian, but I don't know if that factors into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, my point is, I don't think he, like, I want to win the cup at any cost. I don't think that that's true. Okay. I don't think that's true. I think he wants to win the cup, and I want it... I think he wants it to mean... You know... Ray Bork won a Stanley Cup with the Avalanche right that, that can't mean anything near as what winning a cup with the Bruins would have meant to him right Right? he got a cup he won a cup his name is on the Stanley Cup he won a championship that's great but I mean I, if you give him truth serum he's going to tell you he would have rather won with the Bruins <laughs> do we have right? any RTU truth serum left we had that whole batch made back in fifteen, and then I I moved to Newtown, and so we we haven't used it a lot. Yeah, no, we have that. We have we have it all. Right. Do we do we have the RTU truth serum? Good. I I agree, it, it, and and I don't know uh, Raymond Bork. If I knew him, um, he I'd give him the RTU truth serum, and away we go. No, I I I, I understand that. I I think. The, I think he's just – I just have a feeling he's ready for a change. I just have a feeling he's ready for a change. But you might be right. But He's I, look. getting that change. Right. Is it enough? I'll tell you what. If he goes to Toronto, I quit. He's dead to you? That's the worst case scenario. If he goes to San Jose, I will wish him well. I will hate it. I will have a difficult time explaining to my seven and four, almost five-year-old, what the hell is going on. They are going to be heartbroken if he goes to another team. I mean, they're going to be crushed. But if he goes to San Jose, they don't have to see him that often. It's like, you know, you break up with the girl and she moves to freaking Vancouver. And, you you know, it's not like you're out together in Brooklyn the next night. Did he he meet with Nashville? No. Six teams. Well, five teams other than the Islanders. Boston, Tampa Bay, San Jose, Dallas, and... Boston, Tampa Bay, Toronto... Dallas. Toronto. Toronto. Toronto, obviously. Right. Yeah. San Jose. I think Tampa Bay would be the worst case scenario for us. No, Toronto. They've been pining for them for nine years. They've been telling us what, what yeah, a but... shitty organization we have for nine years. They're unbearable on Twitter right now. They're unbearable.
1: They are, but Tampa would be so good.
0: But I almost would be like, oh, Okay. Like, that's like LeBron going to Miami and you have, like, an all-star team.
1: Yeah, that's what it is.
0: Like, Tampa's already crazy good. You add Tavares, it's like an all-star team. You can have a line of, like, Stamkos, Tavares will play the wing and Johnson or uh, what's his name, Uh, Kucherov or, you know, I mean, come on. That team would be disgusting. Imagine they wind up with Hedman and Tavares on the same team pens to bat, right, the 1 and 2 in that draft. Yeah, tr the trade for shame and the way they go. Right. So what do they do if he doesn't sign, Cal? Okay. What do they do if he doesn't sign? Let's I, play that first thing we are going, oh, going to play that game. I the first thing that I'll say about that is I'm damn sure glad that Lou Lamarillo is going to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, I I think we are all way more comfortable. Yes, we are all much more comfortable up here. I definitely turned into Belloc there (laughs) Raiders. We are very much more comfortable up here. Yes, Dr. Jones. Yes, Lou Lamarillo. We are much better off with you replacing (laughs) John Tavares. Uh, yeah, totally, absolutely. The organization would be every sort of F if Garth were here and oh man you know and you left because there would be no
1: plan I don't think there was a th- I don't to...
0: think Yeah, you have to feel like there's a contingency plan. That's the nice thing about Lamarillo. That was like the great thing about going through this the draft last weekend. Like they're going to trade for a goalie. They're going to go get Grubauer. They're going, to go, you know, they're going to get a goalie. They didn't get a goalie? Why didn't they get a goalie? Well, because the two guys that were there at 11 and 12 were too good to pass up. One of them looked amazing tonight, by the way, um, and, and is a year away at best um, in Wallstrom. Um, and so he adjusted on the fly. He had a contingency plan. All right, I'm not going to make that deal. I'm not going to give up a second. I'm not going to take Brooks or Peck's contract. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give up a first for this guy or that guy. You know, they had the Pacioretty deal there, apparently, that they could have dealt for Pacioretty. And he said, you know what? Dobson, Wallstrom, too good to pass up. I have a plan. I have a backup plan, and I have a backup plan for that. Right? He's got a plan. You just feel comfortable knowing that, oh, look, there is a ridiculously professional human being running the organization who's won three Stanley Cups and knows what he's doing. I don't know what that plan is if Tavares walks. But I could see him being very aggressive. I, I think I would not be surprised if he's got something lined up right away. Like immediately. Like if Tavares calls him up tomorrow and says, I'm going to go yeah. out to San Jose. I'm not coming back. I think yeah. on, on Sunday, he, he signed somebody right away. Like, right away. Like, he goes goes and gets stashed. Like, right away. Yeah. I'll do you one better. I think if Tavares walks, he finds a way to get Eric Carlson. Maybe. Or Panera. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if... So, like, we're just, just – could you imagine if he, like, just – all right, so John Tavares walks, the, the fan base is in, in, you know, agony, screaming, gnashing of teeth, and he, get, he trades for Panarin the next day. Like, oh, wait. Or O'Reilly. Or O'Reilly. I mean, Panarin is really good. Really, really good. Well, O'Reilly is very good, too. I mean, there's, there's a number no, of is. really good options out there. Yeah, or he trades for Carlson the next day, Eric Carlson, and all of a sudden we have, like, one of right. the top three defensemen in the game. Yeah. You know, top five defenseman in the game. Like, oh, okay. I could totally see him doing that. You know, whereas if Tavares signs, I think he's still going to sign somebody next week. I think so. I don't think – see, like, Bart Stowe would take all summer to come up with something. I think i really <laughs> would act to ask quickly. <laughs> because here's a, because the Islanders have turned things around so quickly. Right. Lamarillo, Trotz, the draft. They've turned it around and they've changed the perception of the team and they've got all this momentum. They can't afford to let Tazaris go and not do something. Yep. You know? You wanna you wanna know you want an indicator of how much they've changed? the perception of the team in a month. Panarin said the Islanders are one of two destinations he'd consider, or, or one of uh, four destinations he'd consider. The Islanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said, uh, well, he considered the New York team. And they were like, well, which one? And he's like, well, both. And they're like, the Islanders? Like everybody thought he meant, he meant the Rangers. The Rangers and the Devils? Right. That's how fast he's changed the perception of the team. That a guy who would be a hugely sought-after free agent if he were a free agent, but has I guess he has a limited no-trade or something like that. Um, yeah. Um, or is he an RFA? How old is he? He's young, right? He's young. Let's uh, let's punch that up. People, really people, podcast right there. Good podcast, everybody. people, people, people,
1: people, people,
0: people, 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 Okay, our Tammy uh, Panarin linked to the Islanders. He's 26. He's 26 years old. He, uh, and I guess that's part of a no-trade list. He the year before free agency. I mentioned Los Angeles, New York, and Florida room to appeal to Panarin. You asked if that meant one New York team or both. I'm under the impression it's both. So again, that's, that's your indicator of how quickly he's turned around the fra- – I mean, we said it, Cal. We said it. He's, he's, he's Parcells. It's like bringing Parcells it's into your organization. Yep. that's a closest respectability. You think of. Yeah. Um, Panarin last year was 27-55, 82 points. Man, he's quite good. Imagine putting him on Barzal's left wing. Put Everly on the right? My goodness. That's a pretty good line. Uh, now imagine putting him on Tavares's left wing. <laughs> well, I think that's part of why the islanders are attractive to him. Because think it, of it's here. No, it's Tavares was here. Yeah. I don't think he's looking at it as like, well, if Cavallini leaves, I'd like to go to the Islanders. Right. I, I think that might eye, change things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, we'll, we'll know tomorrow. I, I mean, I I don't feel great at all about it. But the only saving grace is I I I do feel like they are in good hands. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'll, I'll hate it, but at least Lamarillas is there and not Garth. You know, there's so much to improve about this team for next year, but a lot of it is basic. I mean, a lot of it is, is a goaltender and another defenseman. You just hired an unbelievably motivated defensive coach who runs a proven system that cuts down on shots, cuts down on opportunities. He freaking plays the neutral zone trap when he's winning by two goals in the third period. He's the fifth winningest coach of all time. He got Ovechkin to play defense. Like, it's not rocket surgery, what this team needs to do. They can score with anybody. They need a defenseman and a goalie and a system. Fit. And they have a coach who has the system. That's one everywhere he's been. They just and, and the GM built a Stanley Cup winning team in New Jersey that has a similar system. Yes. So. Exactly. That's one thing that's, I think, not talked about a ton is that Trotz is a great coach from <laughs> Like feeds oh, yeah. his style and really, really well. The other thing is, did you see that the Toronto let Jacques Lemaire go? Yes. Expect to see him on the bench. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, just build, yeah. you know, build, yeah. build the Islanders version of the brain trust. Right, but uh, but uh, you know that's a that's an important distinction or or an important thing to pe- uh, point out. Cal is that Trotz plays a system that Lamarello knows how to build a team for. Right. You know, if you probably went around the league, you know, in those years that Trotts was in Nashville or whatever, or if Trotts had been available when Lamarillo took over Toronto, you know, who's he going to look for, Babcock or Trots? Yeah. Who's the guy who fits his mold more. But you know what, Cal, I had no idea Trotz, or Babcock was such a dick. He's not <laughs> right. Like, that is one thing that's come out of this. Like, yeah, he's, you know, Chelios and Commodore and, like, all these ex-players talking about, like, how Babcock may turn off Devaris because he's such a jerk. He's really – he's very much like uh, Mike Keenan from what I can tell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You get a a real big short-term boost out of a guy like that where he comes in and he holds everybody accountable and you feed it to the fire and you're kind of like, all right, let me make sure that I stay sharp. Right. And then that wears very quickly on you where he can't be a long-term option. And I I think he's in like year three or four right now over there. They just finished year three. Yeah. So he's heading into his fourth year. That's a long time to have to deal with his nonsense. And I guess Matthews, they had a weird thing or, you know, where Babcock showed up or on an off day or something weird. It sounds like Matthews is not happy. Imagine bringing, you know, Scott, my brother, you may know him from such films as Steve's brother. Um, He brought up a great point today about locker room, too. Like, for Tavares. Like, wherever you're going, you, you got to know he's talked to Matt Martin and oh, yeah. asked him what the locker room is like there. And you got to know that he knows a lot of the guys. That's what another reason San Jose is scary to me. Because he knows a lot of the guys on that team. It's a supposedly a great locker room. He knows he's got a great locker room in New York. So like if he was going to leave, he's not going to go to another situation where the locker room is a disaster. Like we've talked about this a ton right. with hockey players and with baseball clubhouses. I, mean, I guess we've talked about it in, in, in all the sports because football has it as well. But hockey's like a weird locker room. It's a weird room. They're, they're you know, the, the, the players are a little strange and there's like a, am finding it out firsthand you know not that I'm playing in an NHL locker room but you know guys that have just been playing hockey all their lives it's just a little different um and there's and there're also you know a lot of Canadians a lot of a lot of Europeans it's a it's a weird room it's a weird room it's a melting pot that's for sure yeah a, a French Canadian melting pot Weird yeah, room. it's a fondue It's a fondue Thank you, we got there We did it <laughs> <laughs> It is though it's, it's it's So the locker room chemistry Is like a big factor to me Like I don't think he's going to walk into Toronto's locker room right now Because supposedly it's a mess
1: Yeah I I
0: just I don't feel like Toronto is even on the table Right now No, I, I don't either I don't either. Could you imagine, though, Toronto, if they lose out on both Stamkos and Tavares? Oh, it'd just be so great. Imagine? It couldn't happen to a, a, just a jerkier fan um, base. Yeah, I just got to be shy of it. wish Parma like on us, though. No, I know. But they're, they're just, they're, just the they're all the arrogance of, like, the Yankees with, like, the history of, like, the Jets. Yeah. You know, or, I mean, they, they have more history than the Jets, but they, they haven't won since 1967, and they, I mean, it's just, it's too much. They're Yeah, they're rough. That was, a you know, a great point that Howie brought up, like, uh, and Scott brought up as well, like going to Toronto, like, you have no life. You're in a restaurant. Everybody there is cra- It's like playing with the Yankees and living in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you can't go anywhere and be unrecognized. Dr. Ross goes down to get a slice of pizza. Nobody knows who the string is. And if they do, it's like three guys who are out on their friends. They're like, hey, Joe. That's it. Like, it's not, you know, people are going to be coming up to his table asking him why he didn't pass on the two-on-one with Matthews. How could you take a shot there? What's that about boot? Sorry, I had to do it I had to get one in Hey, one in room sorry 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 uh are we good on the islanders do we want to, do we want to take twenty minutes and talk about the maps? Yeah, sure, if you'd like you got plenty to, I, talk I about. Need to do. i got I got nowhere to be Cal I got nowhere to be baby. But right here. Right now. All right. Jesus Jones style. Jesus Jones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: Jesus Jones. You know what I conflated the other day? I can Jesus Jones and EMF. Jesus Jones and EMF. Ah,
0: okay. I could see that. Right here, right now, and you're and unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. Oh. Nailed it. Oh, okay. you really <laughs> you got it. it. You went after it and you got it. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's very well there it was. It's very British that song. You so unbelievable <laughs> Okay, we got it, buddy. We got it. You're a Brit. We're hip to it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you so unbelievable. <laughs> Do you remember I told you about when we used to cover Sponge in college? <laughs> we used to cover uh yeah. we used to cover Sixteen Candles, and Vols, Vols was the lead singer at my uh, my college band, and he used to sing uh Sixteen <laughs> Candles down the drain. We're so British, it's insane. <laughs> it's like cat, guys, Boys. we get it. <laughs> you're, you're one the young ones. We got it. I, I got it. That's fine. <laughs> it's so British in here. God, the most British fans. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so that's it on the Islanders. We wait until tomorrow. Um, I don't feel great, Cal. I've said it a number of times. I would say by I'm the time, time people, people right. are listening to this, we'll, have no, we'll know what's going on. Yes. By the time this is downloaded, those... It will already be outdated. Thousand times. It will already be outdated. Who is the captain if he leaves? I know who I think it is. Who is the captain if he leaves? Yeah, you like that question? I do. It's a good question. Um... Thank you. I worked on it all night. I think it's Lad. No chance. Why? I think Lad still wears the A. I think it's Lee.
1: No, no,
0: no, no. Yeah. Yep. I no. think it's Lee. Disagree captain of his team at Notre Dame, loved in the locker room, charity guy, stand-up guy with the media. I think he's loved in that locker room. He scored 40 goals last year. He is 26, 27 years old, in with the organization as a draft pick. I think it's Lee. I really do. I think he's a hugely respected kid in that locker room. The only reason I don't, it might not be him for me, is because he's an R- R- RFA. Uh, well, yeah, he's got another couple of years, right, or one more year. The only other guy, I, the only other guy I could think of is Bailey. I mean, Lad's been the alternate captain since he's been here. Clutterbuck, too. No, it's you don't just, think they would just make one of the captain? No, no way. Hmm.
1: No, I don't think
0: they would make Lad because first, I think they want to buy him out. But second of all, I feel like it's such an albatrossy thing. Like, he, he just hasn't produced in the sweater. Like, you've got to play yeah. well in the sweater. You have to. Yeah. And that's Lee has. Lee, Lee has 75 goals in his last two years, Cal. I don't think of him as a leader, though. I don't know why. I, I, I think the guys in that room do. I've heard that a lot, too. I've heard that a lot about Lee. Remember, he yeah. was the one, too, who came out and commented about the, the billboards, Right. The, ca- the captain didn't. The captain didn't say anything about him. Lee did. And Lee turned down money for his charity. He said, I appreciate that, but that, I don't right. want that money that way. If you want to make a donation to yep. my charity, please do. And they did. Like, they, the Islander fans did a great job. And they did. Yeah, give them credit. But I think it's Lee. I really do. Well, let's hope we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, let's hope hope that's not a conversation we have. You know, it's definitely, I would have said Letty probably before last year, but Letty's too quiet. He's a vocal guy on that team, Cal. Boy Chuck maybe too. Yeah, too old maybe though. He's too old. I just think you want a younger guy. I think you want a guy that's going to be here for the next four or five years, as like a young in his prime guy. I don't know. I always thought I thought Lee, and also because he was the captain in Notre Dame, like he was captain of his college team, and yeah, you know, football player and quarterback, and you know, he's got that alpha. He does have like an alpha thing about him. I don't know. I like Lee. Maybe. I, I've really turned around a lot on Anders Lee. He's really good. What do you mean turned around? You didn't like him at, at one point? No, I, I just didn't know what he was. I've always liked him. I just didn't know what he was. Like, you look at the guy and you're like, is this a legit 40 goal scorer? But he is. He is. Yeah, no, he's not he's, a 40 that... goal scorer. Yeah. Now, he is a top-level power forward in the NHL at this point. Yes. He scored a lot of high-skill, non-garbage goals this year. In close. You know who? Backhand, like, top-shelf, like, difficult, very little room to operate. High-skill goals this year. A lot of them. You know who he is? He's very similar to Rick Nash. He's not a good skater. Rick Nash is no. a pretty good skater. he's not a good skater. I had him more as a right. bigger Mark Parrish. Yeah. I mean, he gets a lot of the same kind of goals. Bertuzzi? Again, though, that's a really good skater. Yeah. Can you go back to like Tim Kerr? Yeah. I'm trying like to think of of a. Big, of a, of a, he's big not power forward. I mean, Tim Kerr had some insane years, Cal. Tim Kerr. Was I mean, good. everybody Tim scored Kers goals, goals right. four years in a row. Yeah, fifty four, fifty four, fifty eight, fifty
1: eight.
0: 58-58. Yeah. He was good. 93-98-84, 95 points. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Maybe he's not too Carter. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean... Everybody's, would everybody he scored, scored 50 back. goals back then? Yeah, he might have. He might have. He might have. But I so. he's 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 proven himself to be more than a one-trick pony. I thought he right. was like a garbage guy in front of the goal kind of guy. He's not. You know, he's got
1: really good hands.
0: I I, I you know the cow. We're gonna get into it, and in, we have months to get into it. And we don't even know what the <laughs> other team's gonna be. But they are they are seriously a goalie and a defenseman away from being a really good team. They really are. They really are. They, they should have been a much better team last year. They really should have. Where where do you stand on Craig Anderson? I feel like that's the guy you're going to get. I had to do a Todd McShay sign. That's where I stand on it. I had to McShay it. It's, uh, look, you can get Todd, uh, Craig Anderson. You can get Todd McShay it. Um, if that's the choice, okay, I don't love it. Is he that much better than Yarrow Halak? Uh,
1: um,
0: he's better. Last year, so he's 37 years old, Cal. He's 37 years old. Yeah, but, but you brought up a very good point. Are you just bringing in a bridge... To the Russian. <laughs> right, Kiss a Rocket. A Bridge to, to the, the Russian. To the A Bridge to the Russian. That was the follow up to Bridge Over River Quiet, right? It's a, it's a James Bond movie, A Bridge to the Russian. <laughs> a Bridge to the Russian. A Bridge to Fox? Uh, yeah. no, 37. Who we do you want, you want? Would you prefer Carter Hutton over Craig Anderson? I would just give me the six years, and there's very little tread on that tire. Yeah, but he's thirty-two also. Right, but there, but he's only there's very little tread on that tire. He's only played, he's he started one hundred and fourteen NHL games. Yeah, I know, but like when you get you know? to be thirty-two years old, you your your progression accelerates. So whether he has little tread on his tires or not. Right, but that's my. But if I'm building a two year bridge, give me the 32 year old. Yeah, coming off a really nice season. Seven, uh, 26 and seventeen, uh, and seven nine thirty one save percentage, two oh nine goals against, two point zero nine. For his career, Cal. He's sixty three and thirty nine.
1: Well, he's played on some good teams too.
0: He's playing some good teams with a 9.15 save percentage, which is okay. 2.42 goals against Stinks. That doesn't stink. It's not great. He, he's, I, I go with him if I'm building a bridge. Who is the uh, – yeah, there's a lot of ways they can go. We've got time to talk about the goalie. We've got to get past Tavares. Right. Because yeah, because you don't know. Although, but they're, but nothing they are matter. independent yeah. of each other. They are. You have to get a goalie regardless, but I can't wrap my head around that until this is decided. Okay. I tell you, the, the, kid, the, guy, would go, the guy would go for is but they'll never trade him. Because Rene, or I'd go get Rene. Like, if you're building a bridge, go build it with Pekka Rene. Well, I mean, you're going to have to give up everything for him. Yeah, but he's, he's 35. He's not young. Yeah. He's 35 years old. Soros is only 22. You like Bernier, too, right? I do like Bernier. I do. I've always liked Bernier. I don't know why. Name? I guarantee name? it's the name. He's 29. He'll be 30 when the season starts. He's played a lot of games. I think that's probably why I like him. He's a good I, I don't know, too. he's just he's played a lot. He's been on
1: some bad teams. Yeah.
0: Two years ago in Anaheim, he was twenty one and seven. Solid nine fifteen save percentage super but he's,
1: he gives up a lot of goals.
0: He does give up a lot of goals. See, he was the he was the guy I wanted when they went and got Halak. Because Bernier was in the mix yes. then. And that was the guy that I wanted. Because he was a... When he was backing up quick. Kings at that point, right? He was backing up quick. Right. Yeah. He was Jonathan Quick's backup for the first five years of his career. And then he went to uh, Toronto. Toronto. And he he was on terrible Toronto teams. Then one year in Anaheim, and then uh, with Colorado this past year. Yeah, I, I mean... He's an upgrade over Halak. He is. I think that's the important thing. You just need an upgrade over Halak, and bring a defenseman in. Yep. Change the whole look of the team. Yep. 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 I saw some. Just last thing. I saw some scuttlebutt about the Islanders upping their offer to close to, close to a uh, hundred. Would you be comfortable so be with giving him twelve twelve million a year, yeah? No. You wouldn't be comfortable giving him ninety six million dollars? No. No. Because what um there's it's an extra what million dollars a year over what they offered. Right? Alright. Let's put it this way Stamcoach is getting sixty eight million dollars. I can't give Tavares 96. But that was three years ago. It's uh, three or two, whatever it was. It's What would Stamkos get now? Stamkos now, I think, would get the Tavares contract. eighty eight. So he's a year older than Tavares, right? He's, a, he's one year older. He's
1: won a cup. Oh, well, no, they didn't win a cup. No,
0: they won't.
1: Didn't they win? win? <laughs> what? I, they did win. <laughs> I thought they won. They won! They, the Lightning won. If, they yeah. won, but not with him, right? I'm not
0: with him. He's never played for another team. Yeah, but I thought they won before he got there. Didn't they win? Whoa, 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 whoa. And, Hold on a second. Am I... Am I losing my mind? Didn't they win in Did they games? win with Tortorella? Oh, two years ago. Yeah, they, no. no, two years ago. The last two years were Pittsburgh. 16 and 17 were Pittsburgh. Right. Before that. They lost in the finals. They lost in the finals to Chicago. That's right. Right. And in they won 15. in 2004, before Stamkos. Uh, yeah, right. Yes. That's what I, I thought thinking. they. I, that's my fault. I had them winning in 15. They lost in the finals the blackout. No, they lost. My fault. I knew he was in the Stanley Cup finals. Okay, so okay. he's been to a final. Right? Point he's been is, to a final. What
1: he's better he than
0: Tavares. He's good. He's better than Tavares. I know, you can't say it. But I could say it. He's better than Tavares. I, I can't bring myself. I can't bring I know saying. Saying. they're they're like identical. They're like the same guy. I they're think very they're similar. Last year he was twenty-seven and fifty-nine for eighty-six points. Tavares was what thirty-seven and forty, like forty-nine for eighty-seven points, something like that. See, I think I also think Stamkos is more of a leader than Tavares. So do I. Santos has also scored sixty and fifty one goals in the season Johnny, Johnny's never done that no, but regardless they're they're very, very similar players. You're absolutely right. Mhm they're extraordinarily close and you know the story about them growing up, right? They played together, and Sam Cla was the coach, his father was the coach, yes. <laughs> And, and I guess whatever in the in the playoff game, Tavares missed out or something. It was like there was something where Tavares didn't come through and like Stancoach razzes him about it now his whole life. Right. So he signed a, he signed that deal in sixteen seventeen. That's two years. Eight years sixty eight eight years sixty eight million dollar contract, eight point five a year.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So to back, is offering a 11, lot more than that. Down is offering $11 million a year. That's a lot. That's a lot. You can't give them $12 million a year. They could. They could? I, I, yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot more. I mean, right, well, think of it this way. Right now, the Isles offer is eight years and $88 million, right? Stamkos yeah. got eight years and $68 million, two years ago. So those extra two years bought John Tavares $20 million. So basically, if Stamkos was on the market today at 28 years old, he'd be getting $88 million. There's no doubt. He'd be getting $11 million a year. He would be. Uh, yeah, he would. So the the contract for Tavares, commensurate to the years that have gone by, is not bad. Twelve five sounds like a lot though. Twelve <laughs> five is a lot of money. That's a lot of cheddar. Mm-hmm. I would like him to sign a eight the year, eight year. Not, no, the only guy making that is McDavid. McDavid's making twelve five a year. He's making $100 million on that contract So Taves Taves and Kane Both got eight year $84 million deals Correct And they got $84 million deals before Stamkos got his $68 million deal That's why Why did he sign for so little I I don't know Because he could have gotten more somewhere else Toronto would have given them more the Islanders would have given him more. <laughs> well, he was their Plan B that year. That was Garth's big plan, right? Well, that, I'm sorry, that was the Plan A of which there was no Plan B. <laughs> he had no Plan B. That's right. That's speaking of I mean. not speaking, speaking of not having a Plan B, talk about the Mets for a few minutes. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. We'll do it next week. No, we'll. What, We'll be there next week. We will because it's too much, Cal. It's too much.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, know that, I know
0: that you have your problems. I know that you have your problems with Dave from Newtown. But he said something today. He parks his car in the same garage as us in a lot of places with a mess. And he said something today I think you would absolutely sign on as agreeing with. they have right now probably the worst situation that they've had in terms of farm system, major league club, executive office, like all around the franchise is in the worst shape it's been since probably the mid-'90s. that there's just the prospects that have come up stink. The farm system stinks. They have two good starting pitchers. They have one elite starting pitcher and one good starting pitcher who's hurt a lot now. Mm -hmm. They have a terrible bullpen. They have a terrible lineup. They have aging players that they won't be able to get rid of. They now have a triumvirate as the general manager and they have an owner who doesn't want to spend money. He's like, you could argue, we are in end times with the Mets. There's nothing salvageable about this team. Because the only thing, and he said this, and I, I agree as well, the only thing you could do is trade DeGrom and Syndergaard to turn the the, the, the organizational talent pool around in a hurry and you don't trust the guys in charge of doing that. You don't trust that they're going to get the most for, for, their, for, for their value. I don't. No. 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 I don't, although I feel and better. The, and, I the feel <laughs> and, and, and the manager think And the manager think. The manager thinks It's true. And you have to start over with the manager as well. It's very much like 2004 to me. 2003, 2004. Before, I'm, he went back Dallas Green style, and I couldn't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's a good, it's definitely that's in the conversation also. It just feels more like 404 than it feels like 93, 94 to me. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm he feeling... was talking Eddie Murray, he was talking Robbie Alomar, yeah. he was talking... Yeah, but we, but we were talking, we could talk Mo Vaughn, Jeremy Bernitz, yeah. Kevin Apier. I mean, it's all... And then he's talking Ryan Howell. Thompson. Right. And Art Howell. He brought up Art Hell. It's very similar. But he's... He, you know, you're also talking Ryan Thompson and all these prospects that don't pan out, that are supposed to be great. Well, in ninety in ninety four, we're saying ninety three ninety four, like in there. Yeah. In ninety four, the pitchers were on their way, so at least there was hope. It was like, all right, once the You're pitchers get here, UK? yeah, because ninety four was the strike. That's right. when it, he was talk I think he was talking more ninety three. 93, they were 59 well, and 103. 59 guys. wins, yeah. Right, that was the year of the firecracker and the bleach and Todd Hundley, Eddie Murray, Jeff Kent, Tim Bogar, Howard Johnson, Coleman, Thompson, and Bonilla. Hundley on that team in 93. Hundley played 130 games. Wow. You had Joe Orsillac getting 440 at bat Yeah. Yeah, Bernice is on that team. Bernice gets 300 at bats. He hits 243 with 13 home runs and 38 RBIs. So he's like your Conforto. This is the 93 team? Yep, he's 24 years old. He's your Conforto. Is he Conforto or is he Nimmo? Maybe he's Nimmo. 86 games, 300 at bats. Yep. He wasn't going to be as good as he's your Nimo. Right, Eddie Murray was like your, uh, well, tech one.
1: Yeah.
0: Eddie Murray leads the team in games that year. And by the way, you ready? Yeah. 659 uh, plate appearances, 610 at-bats, 77 runs, 174 hits, 28 doubles, one triple, 27 home runs, 100 RBIs. He only struck out yeah. 61 times, and he hit two eighty-five with a OBP. OBP. Eddie Murray had two good years for the match. At age 37. Yeah. No, he and was he was good. the garbage on that team. He wasn't the garbage. No, no, I'm saying, but you go back and look at that team, he, he looks like a washed-up veteran. But if you look at the numbers, he was fine. I, I, I remember him being good. He was just, he was just such a malcontent that he, he yeah, poisoned everybody around him. Right. right, right, right. Vince Coleman was on that team. Vince Coleman was indeed. Was that the year that they had the problem with Daryl Boston and Vince Coleman and Goody in spring oh, training? Boy. I fear it might have been. Right? Gooden goes twelve and fifteen that year with a three four five ERA, two hundred innings, one hundred and forty nine strikeouts. My God, how does that happen? Ninety three. Your rotation, that team. Your rotation is no. Your rotation is Gooden, twenty nine starts. Frank Tanana. Twenty
1: nine
0: starts from Frank Tanana on that team. Eric Hillman. 22 starts. Saber Hagen, 19. El Cid, 18. Pete Shurek, 18. And Anthony Young, may he rest in peace. Uh, 10 starts on that team. John Franco, bad team. the leader in the clubhouse, with 10 saves. Oh, I he mean, only won 59 games. <laughs> Holy smokes. That's a bad, that's a bad team. And we are right there. We are right there. Go back. You should go look at the 2003 team. I, we'll, we'll punch that up. We'll take a look at it. Go look at I, I, that. I, I want to know why, why didn't Butch Husky play more on this team? In 93, he was oh, young. Husky, Husky came up. Yeah, he was 21. He came up and played 13 games. Hit, one, hit 146. Should, <laughs> should have been a sign. That's another reason. But Chusky had a decent year, and I think it was '95 or '96. '95. He had a good year. He has a he has a year where he's got seventy something RBIs, maybe. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Hold Okay. Okay. 2004 Mets. Bring up the this 2003. This is, this is really helping us in terms of figuring out the, what, what the Mets should do this year. We got plenty of podcasts to talk about that. 2003, 69 and 92. Art Howe. 2003, I thought they were 66 and 95. Oh, 66 and 95. I'm sorry. That was their Pythagorean. They should have been 69-92. 66-98. <laughs> they things. weren't even good enough to win 69 games. Correct. That is Vance Wilson, Jason Phillips, Roberto Alomar, Jose Reyes for 69 games, Wigginton, Floyd, Jeff Duncan. Boy, did people love Jeff Duncan. Roger Cedeno. And then you had Timo Perez. Uh, you had Joe Joe McEwen getting 300 plate appearances on that team. That's not great. Shinjo was on that team. Piazza, Piazza hurt, right? Yep. Burnitz That's coming when he back got hurt at, at age 34. Age. Yeah, of course. Tore the muscle off his bone, right? Off his, uh, in his calf, or in his oh, thigh, right. or something Broin. like that. Roy Jeremy Burnitz. On that team, played 65 games, hits 18 home runs with 45 RBIs, and hits 274. He was actually having kind of a halfway decent season before he got hurt. And then the staff is Traxel, Jay Wong So, who started 31 games that year. <laughs> he started 31 games for the Mets. Whoa, oh. I have blacked out this year. I have. I have. I remember Jose Reyes his first at bat, and that's about it. But this is my point. This is what's going on now. Feels a lot like that. More so than '93. Right. And Leiter was 15 and nine with a 3.99 nine ERA and like had a halfway decent season. Right. was that, 16 and and was, 10. That was the time when Leiter and Franco were sort of overextending their welcome and they were sort of voicing their opinion to Jeff Wilpon and you know some will argue they helped get Casimir traded, right which happened next year in 2004 right so that's what 71 that's and 91 right. 71 and 91 in 04 yeah, but in '04, they they were they went for it at the trading deadline. They were like five games out, and they yeah. made the trade yeah. for Benson, and they made the trade for Zambrano. Correct. Yeah, who pitched exactly yeah. what? Two games? <clears throat> two or three? Didn't even pitch a game? <laughs> he did. I was there when he when he um, basically when he got was, hurt. He walked off the mound. And and we never saw him That's again. Right. <laughs> he just walk up the mountain in the middle of, like, before he was warming up before the evening. That's right. That's and right. And he just walked I was listening off. on the radio. <laughs> and he walked into the ocean. It was a Saturday afternoon. It's say, hey, I remember that. Yep. And he just walked I away. I was listening looked, on the radio. What's happening here? Do you remember that? Can you give me the line up there? In 2004? Yeah. Uh... Did you have Jason Phillips at first base? At sure, catcher, he was catching. Okay. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they kind of. They they had kind of both there. Oh, Phillips and um,
1: who was the other guy? There was another guy that Jackson, Wilson Phillips. All
0: right, Wilson Phillips. Right. Vance Wilson, Jason Phillips. Uh, Wiginton was at third. Are you talking about before or after he was traded? Wiginton played uh, 86 games at third. Yeah, that was before he was traded. He was at third baseman. And then along came Ray a young short. man named David Wright. Right. No, Matsui, it's short. Oh, Ray's second. That's right. Ray's second. <laughs> Um, For 52 games. Then Reyes got hurt. Remember they tried to change his running style? Yeah. They did change his stride. They tried to change Jose Reyes' running style. This effing team. I can't. They moved him to second base for Kaz Matsui. And then he was having too many hamstring injuries, so they tried to change his running stride. Jose Reyes who would go on to have 535 stolen bases in the major leagues. They tried to change the way he runs. Change it. Yeah. yeah. You had uh, Daniel Garcia, Jose Reyes, Joe McEwing, Jeff Kepinger, Ty Wigginton and Ricky oh. Gutierrez as your second baseman that year. Right. And Kaz Matsui for three games. Somehow, see here's the big difference with that '04 team, that '03 team, and that '04 team. Here's the huge difference, right? Reyes came up and was good, and right. then the next year, Wright came up and was good. And right, so you had some hope. No one has come up and been good. No one. Rosario sticks. That stinks. Nimmo has turned out to be good. So was Conforto last year. Holding my breath on Brandon Nimmo. I want to believe he's an everyday player and he's great. Sorry. So was Conforto last year. And then he had a career-threatening injury, and now he's not back. And not the player you're supposed to be. So... David Wright came up that year, 69 games, 283 plate appearances, 263 at bats, 77 hits, 17 doubles, 1 triple, 14 home runs, 40 RBIs, and only 40 strikeouts in 283 plate appearances. 293, 332 on base percentage. You had hope. Right. And then the next year they went out and spent money. They they signed Beltran, they, they signed Pedro. Correct. They got a new GM. His name is Omar Manaya. So, here's the deal. They could do that now. They could do that. They could go spend money next to him and not be bad. You go get, get Machado. Machado. Right. Trade Rosario. Not going to get much for him, but trade Rosario. Rosario, you couldn't package Rosario in a deal for Real Muto? Oh, you definitely could. Definitely could. Okay, so what if you were to bring in Real Muto, right?
1: Somebody actually called up the radio tonight,
0: not FAN, the WOR Sports Zone with (laughs) Salacata. Why do you torture yourself? Why do you do it to yourself, man? That's a lot of fun. Caller. And he, he had, like, he was all fired up about what they could do. And his idea right. was to trade for Real Muto, but also take on Scarlett and Castro and his salary to sort of bring down the prospects you would have to send while also getting a major league player to play second base. Right? Yes. And then you go and you sign Machado. And if you add Real Muto, Sterling Castro, and Machado to this lineup, and you still have DeGrom and Sindergaard, and one of Wheeler or Mats, like, he sold it as if you spend money next year, you could have a good team. In, spend a this lot of scenario, money. in this scenario, Alonzo is your first baseman, Right. Right. You're you're bringing Alonzo up. Right. Maybe you're trading, maybe it's like Rosario, Dom Smith, and Max. Something like that. Or Wheeler. Right. Something like that. Right. And then you're bringing Machado in, obviously, to play shortstop. Right. Right. Um, if, still, if you have Castro now to play second base, you could put Flores at third base. Guy. Or you could play McNeil at second base and move Castro to third base and get rid of Fraser. You got to? Right. I'm not ready to I, – I, I just want a side note here, sidebar, counselor. Yes. Can I approach? Approach the bench. <laughs> I'm not I, – I like uh, Jeff O'Neill. I, I like him. I'm joking. You know nothing about him.
1: I, I, that, I first of
0: all, I know lots about him now. No, no, no! I said <laughs> I know nothing about him. Oh, uh, I, I like him as a prospect. I, I like everything I'm reading about him. I, I like he reminds me of a, a little bit. Bear with me, uh, of Daniel Murphy. I don't like that he's a little older, but he was hurt for two years, though.
1: I know, but... But, I mean, he he
0: would have been way farther along if he wasn't hurt for two. years. Plus, he put on 30 pounds. Over those, like, three years, he put on 30 pounds. Well, maybe he's the hitting version of the Grom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that he... I want to see what he is. I want him to get to the major leagues. I want to see what he is. Because he's been a contact hitter his whole career... And he's been, you know, he's been a 300 guy his whole minor league career. And then he put on a lot of muscle and got hurt. And now he's like finally fits into his body. And now he's 6'1", 195, and he's got a really good swing. And I just want to see him. I don't know. I think he could fit into the plans. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think he could fit in there somewhere. All right. And he and he was three for five again last
1: night.
0: He's sitting. He he's sitting three seventy eight in Vegas. Yeah, he seems to hit wherever he goes. Twenty three for forty five, or uh, seventeen for forty five. Six doubles, seven RBIs, four walks, only nine strikeouts, two stolen bases. He's 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 been pretty good. Pretty pretty good. I think you'll see him when they face Cabrera. I agree, and I hope you do. But anyway, going back to this Machado idea and the spending money idea, you're right. They they could do it. They absolutely could do it. They'd have to spend money, though. They'd have to. That I, There's the rub. <laughs> that, therein lies the rub. Yep. It would be... An unbelievable turn. It would, look, we, we just watched it with the Islanders. Like if Tavares signs tomorrow, they have completely changed the organization. Completely. 100%. 100 million percent. Which is not even a percentage. It's a made-up thing. They've completely turned the organization around. And they've turned the organization around. Well, more importantly... More importantly, they turn the organization around. It could happen for the Mets. A signing like Machado, who everyone said was going to the Yankees, who, you know what I mean, like, it is very reminiscent of Beltran.
1: Yeah, a little bit,
0: yeah. It would be because everybody said Beltran was going to the Yankees and everybody, you know, that was his first choice and blah, 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 and it was just preparing to go to the Yankees. And he went to the Mets uh, on a year when they were trying to rebuild, and everything looked terrible, as you just said. Right. Yeah, but that started with Pedro. Started with Pedro the year before. No, that year. They signed Pedro that, that year. Yeah, that year, it was, it was Pedro. At, right. All right, so sign me a Pedro. Who's <laughs> the Pedro. The thing is, that team needed a Pedro. This team doesn't need a Pedro. It needs to hold on to DeGrom and Syndergaard.
1: Right, because it's got DeGrom.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You have Pedro. You need Delgado.
1: That's Cespedes. That's I mean, not
0: going to Who's going to be this year's Cespedes? How about it's <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there needs, Dude, there's going to be a new your how anymore. How good was Delgado? By the way, underrated. Delgado was great. Delgado was I'm great. sorry, that's an underrated couple of years he has here. No, he was terrific. Laduca was really good, too. Oh, Laduco was great. '06 to 8 for Delgado, Cal. 265, 350 OVP, 505 slugging, 100 home runs, 316 RBI in 3 years. Come on. Yeah. In shed. In shed. Yeah. Yeah. 92 doubles in 3 years. That's pretty good. Oh, and by the way, 256 runs scored. His average his average season was His average season was 147 games, 31 doubles, 33 home runs, 105 RBIs, 66 walks. I mean that's that's pretty good. He was he was excellent. Yeah. He had Yeah, monster year the year before that. Holy cow, for Florida, forty-one and one twenty-one. And they they give up for him, Mike Jacobs. He hit four hundred and seventy-three home runs, Cal. Is he a hall of famer. He's he's right there. Let me give you the numbers. Ready? Yeah, he's right there, but go ahead. 2,000 hits. 2,038. 483 doubles. 18 triples. 473 home runs. 1,512 RBIs. 1,109 walks. 1,700 strikeouts. 280 average, 383 on base percentage, 546 slugging, 929 OPS. That's pretty good. Hey, you ready for this stat, which I love? 17 years, 152 double plays. That's not bad. That's That's not even 10 a year. Yeah, it's not even 10 a year. That's not bad. Wow, and he was slow. And for a big, slow, lumbering guy, Is he's that really slow. Fin- he's got no. Now he's got. He's only got. He's not two eligible two yet. Two right? All Stars. Yeah, he's not going to make it. But he's that's pretty. That's a pretty damn good career. MVP six, MVP nine, MVP two, two thousand three. That is a monster year, Cal. 42 home runs, 145 RBIs, 109 walks, 302 average, 3, 426 OBP, 1.10 or zero one nine OPS, 145, or 38 doubles, 42 home runs. Oh, that's a monster. 117 runs scored. It's a monster year. It's a big year. Who the hell yeah. won the MVP in 2003?
1: In
0: the American A-Rod. League? Oh, a Rod. Yeah. He finished second to A Rod. Son of i I'll tell you what. I don't know how. A Rod that year, Cal. 124 runs. Delgado at 117. Forty seven home runs, Delgado at forty two. Hundred and eighteen RBIs, Delgado at one hundred and forty five. 17th stolen bases, who cares? 87 walks, Delgado at 109. 298 batting average, Delgado 302. 396 OVP, Delgado 426. How did he lose?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Wow,
0: that's some... He was robbed. Well, he lost because the Yankees won. Dude, Posada was third that year. I mean, are we doing this? Jorge, hey the song was third <laughs> on that note hey <laughs> well, since we've been doing the last hour for pretty much just us, we should probably wrap it up yeah we we're having't been on, yeah, right <laughs> no no we're I mean, it's still recording. oh, it is oh, okay, good,
1: yeah, it always
0: records past the live air time. I'll have to cut wow. this up a lot. It'll be fun. Do it with the boys. It'll be like a fun family thing. Right. Uh, what do we got for a title for this episode? Probably don't dip your bread in the, in the oil. <laughs> Dan was, like, completely taken aback by that, our buddy Dan. He was just completely, he was like, they're so rigid. Like, they went to, like, a pasta-making <laughs> class. Like, they, like where you make your own pasta with like these old Italian women and stuff. And like Shea was yeah. like cutting, they were making tagatelle, uh, tagatelle uh, tag-a-tell pasta. And the mm-hmm. way Shea was cutting, it was like a little wide. And the women were like losing their minds because it was going to be popper dough. And so they were like, well, we got to come up with a whole new sauce now. Like we got to make like a ragu, <laughs> like, like what are we going to do? They're like losing their minds. You can't have the sauce that they were going to have with the tagliatelle with the proper dough. Can't have it. I was cracking up. This is so great. That's great. Oh, I love it. Uh, all right. Well, since we we went knee deep, you know, we went super deep in the Jason Phillips' numbers, um, I, think we can, I think we can end there. Um, let's do this again I mean, next week, sweet. buddy. No, I'm serious. Let's. Not next Wednesday. Maybe next Thursday. I said next week. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah, Wednesday you play softball. What's the fourth? Next Wednesday. And it's the fourth. It's the fourth. The fourth. (laughs) F-A-W-T-H. The fourth. The
1: fourth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, next Thursday works for me. I love it. Let's do it. And we'll tighten uh, it up, like we'll get back uh, to the old days. I'll see you there. I'll say, And you know what? Let's go on at, like, 9.30 and tech it. That's, That's where I lost. I like it. That's right. <laughs> Play but... the closing music, everybody. <laughs> wow, final numbers. I'm just, you know, I'm really happy that we're at the final minutes of this decision because it's been weighing on us for two years, and we've been through it a lot with this team over the last two years. One way or the other, we're going to have a decision tomorrow, and I'm at peace with it. Either way, I I wish you the same peace with that. Okay, and my final note is I have no peace with it. There it is There's no way I can be at peace with this. If we lose him I'm going to be very very upset Because We have talked about this a lot We used to talk about it all the time on the podcast Our teams Never have one of the best in the game And for nine years With the Islanders No matter what went wrong Or happened we had one of the best players in the game on every all-star team on every national team you know, in the conversation for the MVP we had one of the best players in the game and I hate to lose that because when you're a Mets, Jets, and Islanders fan you fight for that it doesn't come around a lot so, I will really be sad if we lose that. All right. We'll see you next week. Good night, buddy. Take, take the bread out, of take that bread out of the oil. No bread. You can't eat a lot of bread. You can't do it. And that's right. We're going to talk about your diet off here. <laughs> <laughs>